Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We've been preaching on This Is Us. Everyone say, This Is Us. We've been talking about love God, love people, and change the world. And today we get to the final message of our Love God, Love People, Change the World series as we lay a foundation so you know what CWC stands for. And when we love God and we love people, the result will automatically be to change our world. When you love God and you love people, it'll transform the world that's around you. So how do we change the world? We change the world right now through being people of influence. You can only have an impact on the world if you have an influence on it. And so you have to be good in whatever arena that you're in. So if you're a mechanic, you have to be a good mechanic in order to have an influence in that sphere. If you're in finances, you have to be good at finances in order to influence that realm of society. So you have to be an influencer. Secondly, empowering people. Every one of you, the first thing Jesus did is he gave us power. He says, all authority has been given unto me. And what's he do? He shares it with us. You've been empowered. Third thing we have to do is we have to lead people to purpose. Everyone was created on purpose for a purpose. And when you don't know what your purpose is in life, you begin to settle for money relationships, material things, trying to fill a void that only purpose can fill. And so purpose is only found in Christ. When you find the creator, your creator will determine your purpose. And lastly, today we're going to talk about making disciples. Everyone say making disciples. Turn to your neighbor, ask him, are you a disciple? Turn to your other neighbor, I'm talking to you. Look what... uh, I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. As you're turning to Matthew 28, I just want to read to you uh, what the Apostle Paul said. He says, you should intimidate me as I imitate Christ. That you should imitate me as I imitate Christ. What he was saying is that as I follow Jesus, you could follow me. That as I do what Jesus does, you do what I do. But the problem is this, is many of us can't say that because we're following an idea of Jesus and not really following Jesus. Or we're following religion and we're not really following Jesus. We're following a church, but we're not following Jesus. We're following a denomination, but we're not following Jesus. You're following a pastor, but you're not following Jesus. Paul said, I imitate me. As I imitate, as I mime, as I do, as I, as I uh, do the example of what Jesus does. I have my eye on Jesus and I'll do what Jesus does. And you can be safe to do what I do because I'm doing what Jesus is doing. Amen. It means to follow, to pattern, to live after. And I, I need you to understand that Jesus in Matthew 28, the last words he gave to his disciples everyone say disciples he came and told his disciples in Matthew 28 18 and 19 I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth now there's only two places heaven and earth right so how much authority has God been given so if he has all how much does Satan have 
you're good, okay? Therefore, because he has all authority, therefore go, everyone say go, and make disciples of all the nations. That This message of Christianity, this message of the gospel of Christ isn't just for the United States. It wasn't just for the, it, we should go to all nations, Everyone should be affected by the message of Christ. And he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Teaching these new disciples. Everyone say disciples. To obey all the commandments I've given you. Because that's what disciples do. They obey. That's how I know whether you're a disciple, not a attender. You obey the voice of God. And he says this, be sure of this, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. I I, got to prophesy to someone right now. You think you're all alone, but you need to know that God promises to never leave you. Now, someone needs to hear that right now, just with your heads bowed, eyes closed. God is telling you right now, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. I am with you in your struggle. I am with you on the mountaintop and in the valley. I am with you when you're strong. I'm with you when you're weak. I'm with you when you're rich. I'm with you when you're poor. I'm with you when when your body is strong and when your body is sick. You need to know today that when your marriage is good or when your marriage is bad, that I am with you. Someone say this, God is with me. God is with me. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Everyone say disciple. I'm not going to keep you long this morning because I know everyone wants to get outside into that beautiful weather. But we have to first give time to the one that created that beautiful weather. Amen. See, I want you to understand something. Societies become familiar with Christianity, but not the Christ that we say we represent. The world knows all about Christianity, but they don't know about the Jesus that we say that we represent. Say it again, Pastor, because the reality is the world's very familiar with the religion called Christianity, but they're not very familiar with the Jesus that Christianity was named after. You see, CWC has to be a place of discipleship. Not people that attend church, but people that are disciples of Christ. You need to hear me. Someone's going to hear me this morning. You see, being a Christian is something that you do, but being a disciple is someone that you are. A Christian is someone that comes to church, that gives their tithing, that gets involved in ministry. But a disciple is someone that follows after Jesus, that imitates and walks after what Jesus does. You can be a Christian and not be a disciple. It is possible to come to church and be a Christian. It's possible to stay home and be a Christian. But you can't be a disciple. You see, I want you to understand that Jesus never called us Christians. I'll mess with some of y'all right now. Some of you religious folks are really messed up right now. Jesus never called us Christians. In fact, he never called you to be a Christian. But he did call you to become a disciple. In fact, when you take a look at disciples in the book of Acts, they are called Christians. The world called them Christians. Jesus never called us Christians. The world called them Christians. 
They identified them. Now, now follow me on this. I want you to see that a disciple is a follower, a student, a pupil, or a learner. It's someone that's committed their life to emulating, to following after a teacher, to commit their lifestyle to the teachings of that master. And in those days of Jesus, there were a lot of teachers. There were a lot of rabbis at the time. I want you to know something. Jesus doesn't want you just to come to church. He wants you to be a disciple. That was one week, amen. You see, because being a disciple, a, di- a disciple was someone that adhered to the discipline. Someone to say disciplines. You see, we, we don't want to be disciplined. We want to come to church, but we don't want nobody telling us anything. Say it again, Pastor. Come on. You know, I, I, want, I want to experience the music. I want to experience the word. I want to experience the goosebumps. But don't get in my business. Don't tell me how my relationship should be, how I should spend my money. Don't tell me how I should treat other people. Because I just want to come to the church and experience Christianity. But I don't want anything to do with Jesus. Because being a disciple messes with your lifestyle. Uh Uh-oh. See, being a disciple of Christ has more to do with the relationship than it does with the prayer. Come on, bow your heads and say the sinner's prayer. It's deeper than that. It's about a relationship. It's about a following after. Jesus, do you understand that Jesus never sought fans? He sought followers? In fact, at Jesus' biggest crowds, he always challenged the crowds with the harshest teachings. Now, if it was me and I had all those followers, I'd be saying things to get, hey, bring your family, bring your friends, uh, let's grow this thing. But every time Jesus got his biggest crowd, he spoke his harshest message that challenged people, that messed with people. Because Jesus judged his success not based on how many people were fans of his, but how many disciples he had. He never invited us to say a prayer, but he did invite us to become a follower. Oh, come on, say it again, Pastor. I want you to understand something. Is that that word disciple in the Greek is a pupil, learner, disciple. It means a student or apprentice. Now, what's a trip? You're an electrician, right? Now, um, in that time of electrician, did you just jump in and all of a sudden start doing the work? Or what did they have you become first? came back and asked a question, he would ask me a question back, and then, you know, I thought he was being a, being a you know, what, I'm not going to say Yeah, it. let's not say it. <laughs> but what he, what he did is, like, he was, taught us to think for ourselves. He was training you. So the first thing before you become a journeyman, you become a what? An apprentice. Yet, you won't have someone work on your electricity plumbing, car that hasn't first become an apprentice. So someone's going to start getting this in the moment. 
Being a disciple meant that I became an apprentice, a learner, someone that followed Jesus, that I became a student, that literally became a follower, that wherever he went, they went. Whatever he did, he did, they did. They became students. They became apprentice until Jesus says, I'm going to go somewhere and I want you to wait because in Acts 180 says, before I, I'm going to go, I want you to wait in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father because I'm going to take you from an apprentice into a journeyman in that experience. See, what's the difference between a Christian and a disciple? A Christian, Christianity is uh, is based on beliefs where disciples are based on behaviors. I can believe as a Christian, but I got to act a certain way as a disciple. A Christian has variations. Disciples don't. Christians can believe that, you know, hey, I can drink, I can smoke, I can can get drunk, I can uh, womenize, I can do whatever I want. But when it comes down to being a disciple, what does Jesus do? It removes the variations. You're not hearing me right now. Because when we become a Christian, there are certain things, because there's so many different kinds of Christian. There's only one kind of disciple. Christianity believes in Jesus. Disciples follow him. My question to you today is, are you a Christian Or a disciple? What do you want to be? Jesus calls out to Peter as Peter's washing his nets. And as Jesus is walking by, he says, hey, come follow me. What does Peter do? He drops his nets and he he just follows Jesus. Now, Now, we read that and I look at that and I think that's, what's this guy doing? Come on. Think think about it right now. That was his business. That was his livelihood. And this guy that, according to the book of Matthew, it looks like he's never seen him before, comes walking by. He says, follow me. And he leaves everything and follows him. It looks reckless. And we at the church, we, we, oh man, praise God, man, that's, that's the kind of faith we need. We need to follow recklessly after God and everything. But you got to see what happens in Luke chapter 5 to see that this story is coming together. you got to read Luke's account as opposed to just Matthew's alone. You see, when you go and take, you, you would think it was a blind step of faith, but in Luke chapter 5, verse 8, I want you to take a look at this. Stay with me, okay? It says... Jesus is walking by and he, he tells them they're cleaning their nets in, a, in an earlier encounter. And as they're cleaning their nets, Jesus tells them, Peter, go launch out to the deep. But we didn't catch anything all night last night. Now I want you to go out into the deep and I want you to put your nets out again. But the funny thing is this. You fishermen know you don't fish late. You don't fish in the afternoon. And you don't fish in the, sh- in the deep. You usually fish in the shallow early in the morning. Jesus told me to do totally opposite of what made sense. Amen. And so he's taking fishing advice from a rabbi. Doesn't make any sense. So they does what Jesus says because something inside him recognizes this guy speaking with authority that when he casts out his nets, he catches such a huge amount of fish, he has to call other boats to come alongside them because it's such a great catch. In the middle of that encounter, Peter falls to his knees and says, get away from me, I'm a sinful man. Why? Because God blessed his business before Peter decided to follow him. 
now. Oh, come on. Then, even before, then Jesus comes later on and says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus just blessed his business, changed the economy, shifted his future. And now Peter's recognizing this. Man, if this guy can do that in one catch of fish, what can he do with my whole life? You following me? So when Peter follows Jesus decided to bless Peter even before Peter decided to follow Jesus. And you know what? That, that's the thing is that some of you right now are looking at your life. And you're thinking, well, I'm cool where I'm at right now because God's blessing me. It's because of God's love he blessed you even before you've chosen to become a disciple. It's his grace that he's blessed you. It's his love for you that he blessed you. But you're not even walking in the fullness of what God wants for you yet. You you know about God, but you haven't decided to become a disciple yet. And right now you are having that, that, that beach moment where Jesus is walking by and he's saying, come follow me. What are you going to do? My question to you is, can you call yourself a follower of Jesus if you're not following him? Based on your lifestyle. Uh Uh-oh. Y'all know where I'm going with this. If I haven't stepped on your toes yet, hang with me. We'll, We'll get to you. Based on your lifestyle, are you a follower of Jesus? Because are you doing what Jesus would do? Yeah, the cricket's going on the first service, too, this morning, huh? <laughs> Luke chapter 14, verse 25 through 27, we, we see a large crowd following Jesus. And he turns around and tells them, if you want to be my disciple, this is rough. This isn't what you tell people you're trying to get to follow you. What's he say? You want to be my disciple, you got to hate everyone else by comparison. That's not what you say when you're trying to get a following. Hey, mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, you, 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 by comparison in your love for me. And then he goes on through this, if you cannot be my disciple. See, what he's doing is he's qualifying people before they make a decision to follow him. Jesus isn't hard up for followers. He wants people that are committed, people that are sold out, people that want to follow, that say, Jesus, I want to be a follower. Look what he says in verse 28. He says, you don't, uh, he says, but don't begin until you what? Count the cost. You don't start building a house unless you have enough to, to, whether you know that you have enough to finish it. You don't go to war unless you know that you have enough people to fight that war. In other words, don't follow me unless you're willing to give up everything. What Jesus is asking right now, you got what it takes? You got what it takes? You ready? Because if you want to follow me, it's going to cost you everything. It's not a popular message in this day and age. You want to follow me? You got you to give me everything. You know what's so cool about that? Is my everything is nothing compared to his everything. 
Oh, somebody should be shouting about right now. My everything is nothing compared to his everything. That if I give him everything, I get everything in return. What Jesus is saying, think about it before making a commitment to follow me. He closes it out in verse 33 and says, so you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Hey, don't look at me. I'm not the one that wrote this, okay? (laughs) What will it cost you to follow Jesus? What ungodly relationship? What attitude? What sin? What bondage? What past? What attitude? What things do you need to give up in order to follow God? I'm not even talking about stuff. What things do we need to give up in order to become a disciple of Jesus? See, you're, you're... Saved by grace alone, but it's only through that we show that we are disciples through our lifestyle. Can I get the worship team to help me this morning? What blows me away is this. Remember, Jesus is walking on the beach before he calls Peter and James and he calls John and and them to follow him. And Andrew, as, as he's coming by and he calls these individuals to follow him, these guys on the beach make a decision that day to become disciples of Christ. Yes. And every one of them, except for John, die a martyr's death. They finally found something that they were worth dying for. They had found something that was not only worth living for, but something worth dying for. They were committed. They were sold out. They found someone that they were willing to lose everything for because the cause of Christ was that powerful. I think today it isn't that the church is asking too much from people. I think the church, the world has lost interest in the body of Christ because the church hasn't asked enough from people. We don't challenge people to be disciples anymore. You could live like you want, and if it's not changing anyone, then why do I want a part of it? Come on, say it again, Pastor. You, 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 you got to understand something. John 1, 2, 6 says this, And those that say they live in God should live their lives as What? As Jesus did. I can't say that I'm a follower of Christ, but not do what Jesus does. There has to be a change, church. If we're going to change the world, then we have to be changed. And we can only be changed when we become followers of Jesus. Oh, come on. Someone put your hands together and give God praise this morning. If you love me, obey my commandments. Jesus measured our, his, our love for him based on our obedience to his word. So I want you to know something. When Jesus tells us to go into all the world, it's bigger than going to church. Listen to me. I'm not talking about your church attendance. Because the Bible says that on that day, many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for the place prepared for the devil and his angels Because I never knew you. Not used to know you. Never knew you. I don't want to stand before God someday and God be like, who's this? No, no, Pastor Dan. You know, East San Jose. You know, NFL chapels. You know. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, 
never knew you. Because you were too busy in religion and never got caught up in relationship with me. When's the last time that you actually had a relationship with Jesus and followed him? Are you a disciple or a Christian? It's bigger than going to church, bigger than giving money. It's bigger than being a good person. It's bigger than helping others. It's bigger than just getting to heaven. It's bigger than that. It's becoming a disciple. Christians don't change the world, but disciples can. Disciples have the ability to transform the world. Now, I don't know about you. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. I want to be someone that follows after Christ. I want to be someone that knows Jesus. I want to imitate him. I want to tell others, imitate me as I imitate him. It's about being a disciple this morning. Let's bow your heads for a moment. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.